Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is the professor, the goat man, Timmy V <laughs> and the goat man as the name of his band. Uh, he's also an amateur stand-up comedian, uh, amateur, amateur comic book writer, artist extraordinaire and also amateur in general at things. Uh, Tim's here. Yeah, I mean, why be good at one thing when you can be... <laughs> you know okay at a lot of things <laughs> oh also amateur podcaster there you go so, uh, i should mention that one. Oh uh, yeah <laughs> i guess that one's self-explanatory though <laughs> sure yeah we're here <laughs> uh yes <clears throat> jack of all trades tim of all trades tim, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yes we talk about horror movies on this show <laughs> and the main attraction this week is of course going to be Brightburn, which came out earlier this year and much like a lot of films this year we got screwed over by having different release dates so we had to wait for the home video version uh, before we could do it for the show but we are going to finally do the man of steel uh i don't want to call it parody that's not the right word but there's definitely you know the superman the evil superman inspired Brightburn. sure and we're going to talk about that later we do have some news to go through first though as well uh some some of the your juicy horror topics from the last week juicy yeah, very juicy. There's a couple of juicy items in here. Um, I think you'll find. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's 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 pretty much the plan. That's what we do on Screams After Midnight. And uh, maybe I'll shake the format up at some point. I like the idea of uh, doing, like, the Patreon plug in the middle somewhere because so many people turn off when they hear it. It's like, oh, it's out of the outro. I'll just turn it off now. I don't have to listen to the last minute. Um, I'm just going to snipe it somewhere in the middle and be like, hey, go to Patreon. Yeah. Bastards, um, but not bastards because I love you all. You're all wonderful people. Um, sure. <laughs> Except for uh, Phil. Except for Phil. Yes, I actually thought you were yeah. going to think of someone that was actually a fan and like name them specifically. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure. Uh, obviously, our you know videos get thousands and thousands of hits, so I'm, I'm sure there's a Phil in there watching at some point, and he's gonna <laughs> be freaked out. So that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. There's probably a Phil at some point who's watched their stuff or listened yeah. to our stuff. Um, it's funny. Yeah, no, nah, just if in doubt, just make fun of uh, of uh, Tyler. That's that's if in doubt. Okay. If in doubt, he was actually he was upset because yeah, you popped up on one of my streams last week uh, when I was mm -hmm. doing something. I can't remember what I was streaming at the time, but I was streaming something and tim you're streaming like yourself eating <laughs> was i oh so i was, I was just sitting <laughs> talking to people yes yes you, you can enjoy that too at home if you want to show up and just uh watch me eat or chat or anything else i, I saw you i saw you put the the link like hey i'll be like chatting on stream I'll, like, I'll go check this out and then i get there and you're not even there it's just an empty chair for like I don't know, like a minute or two i was like where is this guy <laughs> Well, it's a practical joke you lure them in and then it's like when will they appear and you just poke your head out but tyler got really because tyler's usually at the streams and he get really upset because he missed you because you were there for a brief moment and then when i streamed the next time he was there and he was like maybe tim will show up this time and i'm like it's unlikely it's probably not going to happen uh, but one of our patreon goals is in fact a monthly stream with both me and tim called streams after midnight it'll all be horror themed so that's true uh Go and support yeah. us on Patreon if you want to do that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash TV. You also got a bonus episode once per month for as little as $1. So uh, go do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's get into business. Let's get into the news <laughs> of the week. First up, uh, we just earlier this year, in fact, did a film called May the Devil Take You from Indonesia. Mm -hmm. um, and we were pretty positive on it. It wasn't perfect, but it had a lot of yeah. fun stuff. And 
Definitely. It was a lot more Evil Dead inspired than I think we were prepared for going. Well, maybe you'd heard that it was Evil Dead-esque, uh, but I, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And the start of the movie did not make me think this is going to turn into an Evil Dead sort of schlocky <laughs> fest. It felt a bit more serious than that. But then it went mm-hmm. all Evil Dead-y and it was like, okay, this is mostly pretty yeah. fun. So I think it's still on Netflix if uh, people haven't checked it out yet. I would definitely oh, cool. uh, get up on that. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, but the director has announced, this is a Timo... Giganto, I'm going to say his, his last name is. So apologies <laughs> if I'm butchering that. Um, mm-hmm. But he's announced that he is getting behind the camera for a sequel. Uh, they're they're doing oh. a sequel. Um, I almost read the description actually, uh, or I was going to read the description because I thought that it was giving me a description of the sequel. It just bloody disgusting. Just gives the, the, the description for the first movie again. So hey, this is what the oh, first okay. one was about. I'm like, okay, fine, we, we know that. <laughs> we know that. Um, so. I mean, that's pretty much it. There's not a lot of details. It's just he said, yeah, we're doing mm-hmm. it. It's happening. Well, it's good that he's getting behind the camera. As opposed to in front of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, has that ever happened before where, like, a director's made a film and it's been a hit and then they've done a sequel, but mm-hmm. the sequel's become their room where it's like, no, I'm going to be the star and I'm going to be everything <laughs> in the second one. Is it happened that way around? <clears throat> um I, I don't know if like there's that exactly uh there is like really weird like bizarro sequels like um uh like i don't know the first thing that comes to mind is, is like easy rider 2 which like you know doesn't have any like the original cast or anything so not really the same thing but i don't know there are like weird sequels that never should have been made that somehow do that are like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Completely nothing like the original. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, Tim. I had no idea there was an Easy Rider too. <laughs> so that is it's, uh, news to me. You know what? It's. Uh, I mean, uh, it's unfortunate. It's not like a horror movie because it probably would be fun to watch. But like, I don't, I don't know the full story. But it is something weird where like some lawyer somehow got the rights to Easy Rider, and he like decided to make his own movie. And uh, I've never actually seen it, but it is supposed to be like horrible like so so bad and, and like obviously nothing like the original and it's uh but it, it is actually a, an interesting story about <laughs> how it came to be um it's, it's hard we're even yeah. talking about this because peter fonda uh passed away this week uh yes. who obviously yes. was in the original easy rider um i have to admit i wasn't <laughs> that keen in the original easy rider when i saw it i saw it once maybe like 10 years ago and was kind of <laughs> left wondering why it was <laughs> why it was the movie that everyone talks about but you know to each their own. I, 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 li- yeah, I, I like it but it, it does seem like a, a movie very much of its time yeah uh, like it, it was probably like you know at the time there's i don't know i'm just bullshitting here so i could be wrong but i'm assuming it was just like maybe so different or something that people really hadn't seen on screen at that oh yeah point it was, was kind of it was kind of part of the new wave of like Hollywood where it was like, okay, now we can make movies that aren't studio films. Now it's now we can do low budget things. Now the independent sort of revolution's happening. That I was very much like the front of that. So I, I get kind of where it comes in the culture of cinema. It's just they actually watching it like without really knowing anything about it like ten years ago. It was just kind of like this is just a lot of raiding around and sitting at campfires. There wasn't a whole lot of plot, <laughs> from what I recall. Um, it's but fair, yeah. pe- People can stick up for it in the comments if you want. I I, I just didn't really feel it, but uh, um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, how we got into Easy Rider and Easy Rider 2 from uh, May the Devil Take You. Uh, I really hope, I, I really hope, because uh, it's, it's called May the Devil Take You 2. That's what they're currently titling it. Is it uh, like T-O-O? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So not <laughs> not, cool. not not a number. Maybe they will take you to. Um, yeah. So I don't That's know what cool. they'll do Devil's for the coming for the audience now. That's. <laughs> Do you know what they should do for the third one? May the devil take you also. Mm, I like that. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, uh, so that's the first bit of news. Um, cool. I wonder... Uh, I don't know if there's any news of... Um... Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any news of like if any of the characters or actors are returning. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. there's only really one that could... <laughs> I think, if I'm yeah. what I remember, but um, well, it'll be interesting to see if that happens. Uh, so that's the first bit of sequel news. The second bit of sequel news is for a film that we also uh, perhaps liked even more than that from a couple of years ago, oh. and that was The Babysitter. Uh, oh, yeah. McGee is returning to direct. And if you had told me a couple of years ago, like before Babysitter, <laughs> that I was going to be excited for a McGee film, I'd have said you were nuts. Mm-hmm. But here I am. I'm oddly kind of excited for a McG movie because the babysitter was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'll be down for a sequel. I'll be interested to see. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it says in the article, but what side of the camera he's going to be on. But <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be. <laughs> it should be good. Oh my god! Um, babysit. Uh, Two. <laughs> uh, right now it's just it's just listed as the babysitter too but who knows they might even mm. um oh no it doesn't mm. mcg is said to get behind the camera for the babysitter too as early as okay. october oh. thank god <laughs> so we know we know what side of the camera is on um so given that they're shooting it this october i imagine <laughs> this will come out next october this will be like a halloween 2020 kind of release for netflix mm. okay makes sense yeah <laughs> I'm glad you agree. I feel quite positive on that. Okay. Okay. No more thoughts on this. All right. We'll move on. We'll move on. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Yeah. The first one was fun. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. Is it the same kid this back and he's a bit older or is it going to be like just a a different set of characters? You wonder? Hmm. I mean, I feel like you have to have the babysitter. <laughs> did she? Well, hold on. I guess spoilers for the first movie, but <laughs> did she not like die at the end? Was that not a thing? Did she survive? I can't remember. Didn't it, it end with a uh, a car crash? Was it a car crash through the wall or something? Yeah, but I, I feel like she ended up <laughs> dying. Mm. Yeah, no? but I mean, who stays dead <laughs> nowadays? I mean, because it was the it was the kid and then the girl that he was kind of into, and I mean, it's been a few years, you know, but because yeah, this came out in October twenty seventeen, so they probably shot it earlier that year, if not maybe late twenty sixteen, yeah. which means the kids will be about three years older, which means at their age, because he was already like pushing like mm-hmm. eleven, twelve, he was like twelve or something like that. They'll they'll be at the age where they're almost babysitters themselves. So I wonder if you play with that and mm-hmm. have them taking a babysitting job, and it's the kid who's like a nightmare or something. I don't know. Like you flip it or. Oh yeah, you could do that. Or I, I like the idea of like maybe uh, now that he's like hardened and you know has been training these couple of years, and now he's hunting down rogue babysitters. So, like <laughs> no babysitter is safe. He's hunting down, hunting down uh, ill intent babysitters. Yes, that, that could be yeah. a plot. You know what I'd love to see is you, you ever see that movie from the seventies called The Baby. <laughs> I have not, but I'm sure you're going to convince me I should in the next 10 seconds. 
Well, so basically, it's just like uh, this this family that that's like raising this adult man as a baby. So it's like I don't know if you call it a horror movie. It's it's certainly a weird movie, uh, but <laughs> it's basically like an adult man running around in a diaper while people treat him like a baby. Um, but I don't know. I think that could be an interesting team up though. You get the babysitter versus the baby. Like how does the how does the babysitter handle? You know this baby that's not really a baby. Uh, so let me just get this straight. Out. Your plan for a pr- your proposed sequel for the Babysitter Two <laughs> is to cross over with a film from the seventies that almost no one remembers. <laughs> this is a genius idea. <laughs> I, I guarantee the freaks that watch our show remember the baby. <laughs> hey, some of them are probably babies themselves. That's, that said, you just gave me an idea for something we should add to the list for the October Thun, like a movie. That I remembered when it came out and then kind of forgotten about it. And I'd heard someone talk about it in a podcast recently. And I feel like it's exactly okay. the sort of special film to put on the October Thon schedule. <laughs> I will I will discuss okay. this with you after after recording. Um Interesting. Just re- remind okay. me. Uh so <laughs> anyway, next up on the news. Uh where are we? Uh, so we got a Halloween themed slasher called Trick coming out this October. Uh writer Todd Farmer and director Patrick Lussier. Um, so they collaborated on My Bloody Valentine's 3D and Drive Angry, uh, the first of which I saw, the mm. second of which I didn't. Uh, and we'll get to <laughs> Bloody Valentine at some point. We did, we did the original a few years ago for Valentine's Day, mm. and we actually just keep forgetting the Valentine's Day is coming up, and we keep forgetting to do a Valentine's-themed <laughs> episode. Well, hey, 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 it's, uh, I don't forget that it comes up. It's just there's a little someone that's more important in my life <laughs> for Valentine's Day than you. Sorry, but... <laughs> Tim, you realize that we record it in advance so it comes out in Valentine's Day, right? We're not actually recording them on Valentine's Day. Just That's how this I, works. I, I know, but I know, but once Valentine's Day starts approaching, my first thought isn't, hmm, what should I record with Pete? <laughs> <laughs> well it should be. Correct me if I am wrong. I have been in your life longer than your wife. Thank you very much. <laughs> and you can't that deny that true. you you cannot deny that fact <laughs> i have seniority <laughs> she can feel oh, a complaint if she's upset about that <laughs> file a complaint <laughs> she can send me a fax okay not that i have a fax machine not that i've ever seen a fax. i saw i saw someone ask this week i had to send a fax this week when was the last time anyone sent a fax and i'm like Never, because I'm not fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I and uh, I send a lot of faxes at work, but it's all like um, I don't know, like it's all like done electronically. <laughs> like I don't know, you, you fax it and then I don't know, it goes through like computers and emails and stuff. I don't know, but like a like a proper fax where you know it kind of like slowly scans the paper and makes those fax noises. I don't think I've ever done. <laughs> sure, sure. So what you're saying essentially is, is that you send an email that's printed on the other end. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, they call it a fax, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. If you had paper trails and stuff, yeah, I get why still, companies still do it. But it's you know, it's, I've, I've mm-hmm. never sent a fax in my life. I don't. I, I don't do faxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so yeah, we're talking talk about uh, this film coming from the people behind My Bloody Valentine and Drive Angry. Uh, so they're doing a film called Trick. It's a new Halloween-themed horror film that will be released in theaters and VOD on October 18th. So it could actually be a, a last-minute insertion into the uh, Octoberthon, depending if it mm. looks 
interesting enough. Uh, this right. is coming from RLGE Films. Um, the film stars Omar Epps in the lead role of Detective Mike Denver, a man obsessed with a killer that's eluded him. Uh, Trick also stars Elaine Adair. Um, as Sheriff Lisa Jane, the sheriff in the small town of Benton, who is always considered Detective Denver as her mentor. <coughs> uh, Cheryl Winston is the only survivor of the latest run of killings in her small town, will be played by Christina Reyes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Tom Atkins is actually going to be in this as well, in a small role. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> that's the first thing that got me excited. Yeah. Um, uh, also, Jamie Kennedy yeah. from Scream, if that's exciting to... <laughs> Oh, not at all. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think like I. I'm trying to think other like that many great uh, horror movies that like are, are centered around a detective. I, I feel like when you try to mix like you know the crime with the horror, it's never that good. Like like obviously, there's a lot of movies where you have like you know police or detectives in the background and, and stuff, which is fine, but. I feel like when you're focusing on it, it's never that good. Like, it just makes me think of, like, the Saw movies and stuff. Like, that. Yeah, know. that's fair. That's fair. I can't say I'm excited for it. It says that this killer, like, comes back every Halloween and, like, the the, the cop <laughs> thinks, like, he, he did shoot him and everyone thinks he's dead, but he doesn't quite believe it. And presumably he does come back <laughs> over the course of the film. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not sure how much of a slashery movie it is. It kind of just depends what the focus is. Um, I'm certainly not convinced. We'll see how it looks. Maybe we'll add into October Thon. Maybe we'll just ignore it and never look back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's not. It's not like the creators are exactly that exciting in terms of people to. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen both of those movies, and <laughs> neither. Uh, I don't. Know, sorry, neither, neither one really uh, did much for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, next up, Alexander Aja is directing a choose your own Ooh. adventure horror movie. <laughs> how does that work <laughs> well let's this, this find out uh, so Aja of course did High Tension aka Switchblade mm-hmm. Romance uh, The Hills Have Eyes remake mm-hmm. and most recently Crawl mm-hmm. which we'll be getting to Crawl. at some point later this year um, <sighs> so excited I know I, no, I had the trailer looks good again we got screwed over because mm-hmm. we had different release dates mm-hmm. um, so and uh, I was going to go see it on my own but again I, I've complained about this but it's like uh, the, the theatre near me I had it like playing like one week <laughs> and then yep. I was like all right, a little busy this weekend, but I'll, I'll make time next week. Oh, what's this? Uh, you know, 50 showings of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, like, uh, you know, good movie, but come on. Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> <see Crawl. laughs> you, you try and go the second week, and it's like, oh, there's one showing at 11:40, like, yeah, and that's it. Like, okay, it's like, it's, uh, <laughs> and uh, especially like the summer has been really bad for that. Like, unless you're, you know, a big tentpole like comic book movie or, you know, some I don't know big. Actually, oh, yeah. Fast like, and Furious so kind of thing. If like, you if you were going to Avengers Endgame, it, all you had to do is show up uh, at the theater, and you'd be guaranteed yeah. <laughs> a showing within half an hour because there was showings yeah. every thirty minutes, basically, at most theaters. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a shame. Uh, well, cinema's dying. What are you gonna do? Let's <laughs> uh, embrace the directed VOD future. Um, so yeah. <laughs> he's directing a new horror film for Amblin Partners. But the Haunted House movie, which doesn't yet have a title, so there's no title yet, is a choose-your-own-adventure-style mm-hmm. horror movie. A, the branch narrative film is based on an idea by Mike Flanagan, who, of course, worked on the Haunted Hill House series oh. and obviously directed a bunch of other horror movies himself, mm-hmm. um, and writer Jeff mm-hmm. Howard. So, yeah, um, this is intriguing. Mm-hmm. 
so, so uh, there's some details here on how this works because because oh, i was thinking okay, this would okay. just be on netflix because you did the bandersnatch the episode of black mirror where you could just choose things i was th- i assumed yeah, it was going to be like that and okay. presumably when it get, hits home video it'll be like that and you can just pick things here's how it's going to work before mm-hmm. that though um so the development project Amblin Partners is working with Kino Industries uh, Control Movie Technology, and that's Control spelled like the uh, the keyboard key, you know, CTRL. Okay. Uh, so which empowers oh, okay. filmmakers to create branch narrative interactive feature films that allow audiences to influence the storyline using an app on their cell phones. Audience members will be able to vote in the theater to decide which characters will do at pivotal points in the narrative. Oh. No, no. Why do you want people on their cell phones in the theater? This is bad. Yeah, this is terrible. Uh, I mean, I just felt we'll have a different plot uh, ending, given the running t- and r- even running time, depending on what audiences choose. Um, yeah, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah uh, I mean, this is just such a... I, I see how it can be kind of a fun gimmick, I guess, but like... I don't know, it just sounds so complicated and like, yeah, again, when you go into the theater, you don't want everyone like, taking out their phones like, I, I don't know how often it'll be, but uh, that, I, that sounds annoying <laughs> I imagine it's often enough that no one's going to put their phones away, they're just going to have them sitting on their hands like, the entire time waiting for the next mm-hmm. thingamajig um, That's stupid <laughs> yeah if you want to do this just just go play until dawn or something you yeah know, pl- like play a video game <laughs> video games are interactive yeah. movies are not and leave it that way please thank you very much <laughs> yeah it's always nice when like you know a director has like a vision for his movie not like 50 different <laughs> like intertwining paths like yeah well that's uh, the thing I, I i brought black mirror bandersnatch and i can compare it to that because that was like a you know choose your own adventure black mirror episode and while there was a couple of fun like easter egg bits where you can make it get really crazy um ultimately mm-hmm. it was a really unsatisfying story because like i didn't really feel like any ending felt like the proper ending and it just left me feeling like well that th- everything about this was just designed so you could have all these wacky different endings nothing was designed so that you actually had a strong narrative that had a conclusion so <laughs> and admittedly if it's just a horror movie where you're just deciding what characters will do and who will get killed and whatever maybe it doesn't matter as much but i don't know i just i'm not feeling it yeah and i mean (laughs) it's gonna be weird like when we do the review and it's like oh man this movie sucked like i hated the ending where the main character turned evil and (laughs) killed everyone you're like what are you talking about i love the ending where she finally stands up for herself and kills the killer and uh, i don't know be (laughs) weird (laughs) yeah i feel (laughs) <laughs> I, I feel like we'd almost have to watch it together and like pick the same choices or something like that <laughs> just so we could actually talk about or, or maybe it's a good thing yeah. that we get different endings I, I don't know I maybe it's you know, <clears throat> I mean and the other thing too though it's like uh, that's annoying about these kind of things where it's like alright if you want to do this once that's fine but you know like everything if it's popular and then every movie that comes out is doing this it's gonna drive me crazy <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna hate it if, if, if this becomes a trend like found footage where like every other horror movie is like a choose your own adventure thing um mm. we're, we're going to suddenly get very selective about what we cover i'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> very selective um and now, next, well, I, I don't know if you if you have it on the news today, but you just you made me think of um when you mentioned Mike Flanagan's Haunting of Hill House. I don't know if you heard that it's getting uh they're putting it out on Blu-ray with like an extended cut. I, I did hear this. And stuff. Yeah, 
Um, what's intriguing about that is that Netflix don't really have like strict uh, time limits, so it's not like he didn't, you couldn't just have it be longer on on Netflix yes. anyway. So it makes me wonder, like, is it actually his director's cut in the sense where he really wanted these scenes, or is it just oh we've got some extended scenes, let's just throw them on mm-hmm. the Blu-ray to make it feel like it's more valuable, like yeah, a way to sell people on it. Yeah, because um, if you've got Netflix, there's like very little reason to buy uh, the yeah. physical media version. It's like well, because it's, it's a Netflix original, so it's always <laughs> going to be there. It's never going to leave the service. Um, yeah. So yeah, but hey. And, uh, if the if the price is decent, I, I wouldn't mind picking it up. But we'll see. I I enjoyed the show. Um, ending aside, I, I quite liked it, and it's a very Meek Flanagan ending. I'll just put it that way for anyone didn't because I, I I reviewed the whole thing. If you want my thoughts on Hunt the Hill House, I reviewed every episode as I watched it. So there's a good like five hours of me reviewing that show. If you want to go <laughs> find the playlist on YouTube, on Netflix audio uh, podcast feed, but. Uh, I I mean I'm looking forward to the next one. They're doing Haunting a uh, Bly Manor. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me that both that and Hell House were both made into movies in the 60s because uh, Bly Manor was made into a film called The Innocence, which we should probably oh. do probably you know, just before the new season hits next year, probably. Sure. Just, just, you know, just because it's timely. Makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's comp- we can compare it and whatnot. Um, but hey, which also reminds me of something else I need to talk to you about after we've done recording. I'm, I'm being reminded of a lot of things I need to talk to you about, Tim. Just remind me. Oh dear. <laughs> remind me what I need. To, I need to talk to you about things afterwards. Okay. Just mm. remind me. Okay. <laughs> um, so next up, uh, we got a trailer for a film called The Dark Red, uh, which comes mm-hmm. from the Signal co-director Dan Bush. Uh, this is coming out in 2020. Oh. The description here in the film, Sybil is being held against her will at best in a psychiatric ward because her claims are extreme. She says her newborn baby was kidnapped by a secret society to harvest its supernatural blood. She says mm. that the ancient bloodline has great powers. It lets you hear other people's thoughts. And she begs the doctors to let her go mm. so she can rescue her child from the cult's dungeons. Is she telling the truth mm. or is it just a delusion? And of course, we get a trailer so we can talk about the kind of the tone that it's going for and uh, mm-hmm. how it feels as a film and whatnot. Did you like this trailer, Timmy? Uh, it, it was okay. Uh, actually, I, I like that description a lot more <laughs> because I, I did not get that <laughs> from the trailer. Like, uh, you know, it, it was very obvious in the trailer that there is, uh, you know, it's about a woman who is in a mental asylum who, you know, thinks she shouldn't be. Um, but yeah I, I didn't realize all the stuff about the baby and a cult and, and well, everything like i got the baby like, i got the fact that she thinks her baby's kidnapped i didn't necessarily tree, get that yeah. the the baby has a magical demonic bloodline that gives them yeah. telepathy <laughs> like I, I didn't i didn't get that part from the trailer um it does look you know it looks like a proper movie it doesn't look like some cheap <laughs> thing that's just been thrown together it um it's kind of hard to tell uh, from from this, but it did have some moments. Um, I kind of like, you know, it seems like she kind of like comes a bit of a badass before the end of the movie and like kind of storms mm-hmm. in and tries to take her baby back. Um, I could see that being potentially very cathartic by that point in the movie yeah. if if it's pulled off well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll be interested to see like the direction it goes in because um, it, it was kind of hard to tell uh, from the trailer if. Uh, they do want to go in more of a horror direction or if it is going to be more of a, you know, suspense kind of thriller kind of thing. There was definitely some um, moments that stuck out to me because at one point there's like a woman on a bed who kind of like gets up in a very, oh, sure. I would describe yeah. it as exorcisty, the way she, her yeah. body kind of contorts and yeah. I was like, okay, that was definitely a horror movie moment. Yeah. And it's like hard with these movies though, like, uh, all right, is that going to be something that's actually happening or is it going to be something in her mind? 
uh, I, I don't know. I would say like, I, I'm definitely intrigued, uh, by this. Like it, it hasn't skyrocketed into like, Oh my God. Um, you know, this is the movie I'm most looking, looking forward to. Like, I can't wait. Um, but this is something I would definitely want to check out. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll have a look at it when it comes out in 2020. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, and then the second trailer and final trailer that we, that we're going to talk about this week is for a film called, uh, Candy Corn. <laughs> Uh, the fact that it stars Tony Todd, who was in Candyman, is purely <laughs> coincidental. Uh, PJ Souls is also in here, oh, which is cool. Obviously, she was in Halloween and a bunch of other <laughs> stuff from uh, that kind of era. Um, <laughs> so this is a film. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read the description and then we'll we'll talk about the trailer. A traveling carnival is in town for the weekend, and uh, local outcast Jacob Atkins has been hired as one of the freaks. <laughs> <laughs> like hearing someone described as local outcast <laughs> local. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, it, it kind of makes me laugh whenever anyone is just like you know local like they put the word local in front of someone but like outcast is just so very funny <laughs> you're a local goat fan tim <laughs> yeah i want up to that uh one of the freaks and events main attraction dr death's side show spook house spectacular meanwhile mm. a group of local bullies are planning their <laughs> annual public hazing of jacob I love how they're, they're annual public hazing of Jacob. Like, how, why does Jacob leave the house like this time of the year if he knows this, this is coming? Um, All right, guys, what do what do we got planned this year? I don't know. Last year, honestly, I feel like we won on our A game. What what should um, we do? Uh, but this year, things go too far, and on Halloween, the dead are free to walk the earth. Um, mm. That last part is very strange because I, I didn't like the trailer. Like, get, gives me these people bullying this 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 guy, and it seems like the freaks yeah. want to kind of take revenge, and that's what I got from the trailer. I don't know if I necessarily got the dead arising. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, no, th- this is like another weird one where it's like, um, yeah, I wasn't really sure what to make of it. Like, um, okay, so you, you have the stuff like you know with the, the bullies planning their thing, uh, and then. Uh, yeah, you're showing like all these like freaks, and there seems to be like some type of you know circus ringleader or something. Um, but yeah, I was I was a little confused. Like I was like, all right, so is he trying to turn people into freaks, or is he unleashing his freaks upon people? Uh, yeah, and how does like you know everyone fit into this? I don't know. It was kind of all over the place. Um, I don't I don't know. <sighs> I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily against uh, this movie, but I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't say I'm like super looking forward to it. I, I feel, I don't know, it, it doesn't super entice me, but I don't know, maybe there's a possibility it could be like a pleasant little surprise. I'm not sure. <laughs> the acting points was a bit ropey as well. Uh, it's something I'd Yeah, it's out. not... Like it, it wasn't the worst in the world, but it definitely wasn't like, you know, <laughs> high caliber, like a, you know, something like a, like a dark red or something where you know people seem to be pretty good. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it go. seems like there's like a lot of. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like you were even mentioning like earlier with like you know trick and stuff. It seems like there's. Lately, a lot of these kind of like, you know, movies that are more taking place on like Halloween and like uh, attraction locations and stuff like, I don't know, it's, it seems like to be a, a thing that's in lately. Yeah. Um, and in fact, so if I just, I just closed the page, but let me, oh, 
Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ignore that. Let's cover up Twitch space for a second there on the video version. Um, this is coming out on September 13th. A limited theatre release uh, and a VOD and Blu-ray release on September 17th. So 13th for the limited theatre run and then 17th for the VOD. Uh, so yeah, we'll maybe see if we can squeeze it in if, if you know, things are... Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be too hard on it or whatever, because uh, it, it could, you know, I, I feel like it, it probably won't be like a horrible movie. Like, you know, I, I think, you know, it might not be great, but, you know, it could still be like a fun, decent enough watch. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to our movie for the week. Yeah. And the movie, of course, is Brightburn, which I was very curious about. Because its entire premise was very much taking Superman, and specifically Man of Steel. Because uh, the trailer, if you go back and watch the trailers for, for this movie, it's intentionally actually emulating Man of Steel. The, the font, down to the font choice of the text that's coming up on the screen is very Man of Steel. The shots of the farm is very Man of Steel. <laughs> and it's very intentional. And I think even some of the music in the trailer and in the movie as well is definitely aping the, the style of Man of Steel. Um, it's essentially the idea of what if Superman landed on Earth, but instead he was a complete and utter psychopath and <laughs> terrifying from a young age. That is the the, the gist of Brightburn. We'll start spoiler-free, of course, and we'll warn you before we go into spoilers somewhere in the middle of the discussion, uh, but we'll leave it there. So, Tim, giving that yeah. description, and uh, were you intrigued by this? Were you curious about the premise? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I was really intrigued by it. I think uh, this is another one that, again, I wanted to go out in the theaters and then I just kind of, unfortunately, the timing didn't work out and I think it was in theaters super long. Uh, but it, I also got like a little down on it because uh, I, I don't feel like too many people are happy about it. Like the oh, the uh, kind of like um, takes I've seen from a lot of people were like, um, like, it's fine. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I, I saw many people saying, like, it was bad or anything, but it seems like a, you know, a lot of people were just, like, leaving the theater going, like, oh, yeah, it was okay. But, I mean, still, you know, uh, obviously, uh, the premise it did intrigue me. And then, yeah, it's kind of interesting to have, like, you know, these worlds collide because, you know, obviously we're both big comic book fans, uh, you know, especially you, like, you know, being a big DC fan. Uh, and then... But, you know, also being big horror fans, it, you know, it was interesting to see those worlds meld. So it does sound like, you know, something that should be up our alleys. Yeah, but. and something else that I'm going to talk about a little bit from time to time, although I'll try and do it without any spoiling anything, but it's interesting mm-hmm. that, that, you know, we finally got to see this just after The Boys hit on Amazon Prime. Um, oh, sure. Um, which, I you know, I, I watched with Connor and we reviewed all that. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, has evil, you know, Justice League types in it, including a Superman mm-hmm. who goes by the name of Homelander and has all of Superman's powers. It's not it's not exactly yeah. like the character in Brightburn, but there's definitely some mm-hmm. moments and parallels to, to to take from it. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that was one thing that was kind of like ticking me off a little bit because I do remember, like, I think when this was first announced and the trailer hit and everything, I did see a lot of people like saying stuff like, oh my god like this is brilliant what like a great idea i you know i can't believe no one's ever thought of this and like as comic book people we know it's like uh evil superman is not (laughs) a new idea like it's been i think the new quite a while i think the new idea of it though is the idea of just doing a straight-up horror movie where it's no no he's a serial killer like you know treating it like this is what's the new idea evil superman yeah i mean you got you got ultraman from earth 3 who's evil superman you've got you know all these different things like 
we've had evil superman in a variety of ways but the idea of treating like a horror movie and just presenting him as scary as shit like no no if he's this yeah. powerful no one has a chance <laughs> and yeah that's the that's the scary part of it um and yeah so yeah and, uh, and specifically with him being like a yeah and then like a, especially with him being like a kid it reminded me a lot of um uh supreme power uh from like marvel in the 19 or not the 19 uh like in the, i think it was the early in 2000s. the 1960s the 1800s <laughs> the early 1900s marvel comics were like, doing this but when they did their like you know uh max take on like the squadron supreme which you know all of those were justice league analogs but they uh you know, um, uh, who's uh, the Superman one is Hyperion. Uh, but yeah, that series specifically, like, kind of starts off with him as like a, a little kid and being kind of creepy and stuff. So mm. reminded me a lot of that. Um, yeah, and yeah. just to compare it to the, the Homeland and the Boys, because there are you know an evil Superman that's kind of in pop culture now. Uh, I would say you know Homelander's the idea is that he didn't have the right upbringing, so he you know he he has a really warped morality and just essentially doesn't care what anyone else thinks and he's kind of a petulant child who happens to be in the body of superman right um mm. the character in brightburn if i just scroll down and get his name because i've forgotten it uh brandon Brandon's. yeah brandon briar so they had, they had the alliteration like clark kent mm-hmm. which is a neat touch um you know he he on the other hand is a lot more like a michael myers where he is just kind of evil incarnate uh, after mm-hmm. like a, a couple of years he just you know um yeah. so uh before we get any further into like discussing what the movie is though we should really mm-hmm. answer the, the 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 burning question at, at, <laughs> at hand the the brightly burning question at hand mm-hmm. tim yeah how do you feel about <laughs> Brightburn? uh I mean, I, I I hate to say it, but I don't know. I kind of feel like I had the same reaction uh, I was seeing most people having, where I'm just like, it's fine. Like, it's not. Uh, it it wasn't as good as it I was hoping. Like, I don't think it really lived up to the premise. But um, you know, it wasn't like a horrible movie. Like, I I think there were some cool stuff. I, I think especially like the, you know, once he is actually using his powers and like you know. He, like uh there's kills and death and gore i thought that stuff was done really well uh i think the big problem with it is everything is so surface level like uh you know the plot is just like it it, it, you know that there's like no nuance or anything to it like the characters are just not that interesting and yeah like you were saying uh i wanted more personality from the kid but he just feels like such a, a blank slate like it's just like you know, it, it doesn't really see, you don't really get much of a motivation or, or what, you know, like, uh, why he's doing this or, you know, they, they kind of hint to some stuff, but they never really, I feel like fully answer. But, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't know, other than like the death scenes, which I thought were cool, it was just kind of a very like, you know, kind of meh movie to me. Yeah. I'm not too far off that opinion. I think, um, I think it's a fine movie. It's, it's, like, I kind of agree with you that it's the death scenes and the gore when they happen where the movie kind of like, oh, I actually think one of the biggest problems this movie had is that, like, is that there's, there's trailers for it. Like, I feel like, not that mm-hmm. the, the trailers spoiled too much necessarily, although there, were, there was certainly a long time in the movie before I got to a scene where I didn't know how it was going to end because I'd seen most of these mm-hmm. LA scenes in the trailer. It was mm-hmm. more like, this. I wish I'd stumbled onto this 
on TV at like midnight one night without knowing what it oh, was. Because sure. I think yeah. the realization whilst watching it that it's doing Superman, but it's doing this mm-hmm. version of it, would have really been an interesting discovery. But because I knew that going in, because I'd already seen the trailer and already knew it was doing the Man of Steel, you know, you yeah. know, they made Superman too dark, so we're going to take it to the extreme and make him an absolute serial killer. Like yeah. because I already knew that going in, mm-hmm. they made a lot of the first half of the movie kind of like okay, we're playing through these beats, but it didn't really do enough to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of unsatisfying that, that Brandon Breyer is just kind of like, it's like a light switch. Like, there's no like build to him becoming evil exactly. or anything like that. He, he just yeah. is triggered. It's, you know, it's basically the scene in uh, Superman where Superman hears the, the ship and it makes him go and find the Fortress Assaulted, right? It's basically that scene, but instead of like doing that, it just sort of triggers him into an evil being. And from that yeah. point on, there's no, there's no like wrestling with his conscience. There's no like there's a good person in there who can fight back or anything like that. It's just no, no. Now he's just completely evil, and there's no there's no saving him. Like that's it. He's just gone. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think we really just need like more characterization from him because, uh, yeah, su- like evil Superman uh, is interesting if you know you're you're following the character and you're seeing his spiral, and then like you know you you still want to maybe see him wrestling with these ideas or, or like maybe, you know, he's trying to be good, but in his own like warped sense or whatever. But, you know, it, it just feels so boring. Just be like, no, he's evil. Like that's it. And then, and, and, you know, in other movies that can work, like, you know, in <laughs> Halloween, obviously like it's that simplicity that is great, but you know, in this, you want a lot more well, <laughs> to well, it than that. The, the difference with Halloween, because we're comparing it to Michael Myers, the big difference there, mm-hmm. I think, is that the reason why that's interesting is because he's normal otherwise, right? And the the interesting part is that he is this evil incarnate despite the fact that there's no reason for him to be. I think doing that with a character like this is a lot less interesting because he's already very different and special and very unique. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you said it was very surface level because it is just, okay, we're doing Superman that's evil Mm -hmm. and there's not really much characterization or build to that. It just kind of happens. I think what the movie really needed was some subtext where it was also about something else. You know, whether it was about, um, like, maybe, you know, it was, it could have been a commentary on parenting and, like, maybe the reason why Mm -hmm. he doesn't understand right from wrong is because his parents were just coddling him too much and they they were too scared Mm -hmm. to, like, discipline him or whatever. Or maybe it could be a commentary on, um, like toxic masculinity that you know at this age because he has this much power the, the second that he's triggered uh, or threatened by another male or by, by like you know anything like that he because yeah. you because know, he's, he's got this crush on a girl in his class and you, you're kind of worried that oh is he going to do something really bad because he's got the power to do so um mm-hmm. because the one the one thing i came out of this movie thinking about the world was that well it's a good thing kids are weaker because we have to be able to discipline them until they learn right from wrong <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. If, if they're this powerful then we're really screwed um because imagine imagine if kids were as strong as a fully grown person right from from the age of like oh, five geez. like yeah. it would be a nightmare right because you like part of the reason we're able to like control them is because they're smaller and we can we can contain them a bit better you know okay if we have to beat up a kid we know we can take them typically speaking <laughs> well i'm sure one of us can how dare you how dare you <laughs> do i have to go beat up a six-year-old just to prove that i can take take one on i'd like to see that <laughs> yeah i'd love to get you in the ring with one of those like have you ever seen those like bodybuilder babies oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear but you know like, I, I thought it may have some you know have some subtext and use use its ridiculous premise to talk about 
um, either parenting or childhood or the pressures put in, upon someone at that age and how it can mess them up. You know, like say something about something, and instead, all it's really doing is saying something, or it's it's the, the you know it's it's a very it's a movie that takes itself very seriously. There's not a lot of humor in this. It takes itself very yeah. very seriously, which again would be fine if with more subtext. But the problem is, is that the whole thing is basically just we're 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 making fun of Man of Steel, but we're doing it in a very <laughs> dead serious way. And because mm. of that, it never really kind of becomes its own thing. Now, that said, though, I do want to make this very clear, is that I actually think it's a very easy watch. I, I think, you know, if we're comparing sure. this to other yeah. movies that we do, that we, you know, we sit here and we complain about, I actually think Brightburn is a very capable, like, dependable movie that is directed well enough mm. with... It's got a good cast, so even though the characters aren't that great, yeah. they're not, you know, like, uh, Elizabeth Banks and... Uh, what's Roy from The Office's name? Uh, David Denman. <laughs> like, they're both solid. <laughs> you know actors yeah. um so you're, you're never like sitting there miserable because you're watching bad actors like and the movie is only 90 minutes is is very briskly paced probably too brisk early on actually because i'd like more development <laughs> but at the very sure. least it, it was never it was never a short to watch like it, you know it like it never got like yeah. that engrossing and like a like a deep way around like that and it, it never became like mm. something that i was super into but it was never like hard to watch like a I don't know, what was the movie recently? The, the Prodigy. It was never The Prodigy where I was sitting there going, oh, I wish this would end. I was still always at least vaguely intrigued by what was going on and where it was going. No, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, like, I, um, you know, I, I feel like it was never boring at, at any points. And, like, um, yeah, you, even though you wanted more, I, you know, it's still, like, you know, was intrigued enough to, like, oh, I want to see where this is going. Uh yeah, it, it's like you you were hungry and there's just this crappy burger place. You eat the burger and the fries, <laughs> and it's not the greatest thing ever. It's not it's not even particularly uh, satisfying, but it wasn't you know disgusting to eat, and it went down, and you're at least not hungry anymore. Like that, like that's that's yeah. how I would describe this movie with a couple of blemishes of like good other things in there, mainly the violence and the gore. Um, because okay. a couple of stuff. Yeah. I also. On that front, actually, I would say because the kills are the best stuff in the movie, I think mm-hmm. something that could have saved it, not in like a, this is a good movie way, but in something that would be more easily recommended to horror fans way, mm-hmm. would be another couple of kills. I think the, the ones I that definitely. are there are really good, but it could have maybe used maybe two more just to like, you know, even it out a little bit. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, Sorry, I was just looking up um, one of the uh, actors in it because I was like, I know I recognize her from somewhere, <laughs> but I couldn't remember where. Who, who are we talking about? I forgot to look um the guidance counselor okay yeah i i think uh, i recognized her from um the show uh search party uh ah. and i was like i i couldn't remember where i knew her from yesterday and but... n- n- not american pie presents the book of love not that <laughs> no not that one just checking <laughs> although uh, she was in hits as well which was a, a comedy uh from several years ago yeah. that i saw that was uh good too but her husband's mm. the guy that i always just remember because he's got a voice that's very distinct oh yeah he, he's been in a couple of things but he was like in breaking bad was probably his big thing oh yeah i remember him in that oh yeah because he was one of like jesse's like friends right yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he he was in the office as well though, so you got a couple of the office alums. He's apparently going to be a voice in the Final Fantasy VII remake. If that's <laughs> ooh, Kate Sith maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so you know, is it even the movie? The movie is decent. I I wouldn't say don't yeah. watch it if you're interested in the premise. I think it's well worth a cheap rental or whatever just to like sit through it. Is um. <clears throat> 
you know, I don't, I don't regret watching it. I, I, you know, there's some mid-credit stuff that actually made me laugh a lot, uh, which we'll oh, talk yeah. about um, when we get to spoilers. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's so it's okay. Like if, if I'm you know if I'm summing up in a word, yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, yeah, I'm glad I saw it. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that it exists. But um, yeah, it would have been. It just feels like it was just missing that little bit of extra stuff that you know could have made you go like oh wow like this is really cool like instead you just get like all right this is fine yeah i guess going back to the boys again is that i think that it also suffers a little bit from having for me just having watched the boys because the boys does is surprisingly really good i'd recommend it it's it's, it's got a lot of because I, I was worried when I was, the boys was uh you know the trailers were coming out i thought it was going to be just edgy I, you know, I was getting like kick-ass 2 kind of vibes from it the trailers well, well, the problem is that the – I don't know if you read it, but the boys' comic book is, like, awful. And, <laughs> I, like, I, I'm – and, hey, that, I, no offense, but like, I'm, like, probably one of the biggest, like, Garth Ennis fans. Like, he's, like, one of my, like, all-time favorite writers. Like, I love Preacher. You know, his run on Hellblazer, Hitman, uh, Punisher. Like, the I, I think he's just a phenomenal writer. But whew, the boys are just, like, so, like, edgelordy, like – oh aren't superheroes messed up like look how mm. dumb and stupid they are and yeah we're gonna make like you know gay jokes and like you know have all this edgy stuff in it and it's just it's so bad well let me let me tell you this then it's it's a lot more kick-ass one and that they've, they've taken the source material and given it a lot more heart and it has a lot okay. more it has a lot more to say like it's actually got a lot of great like themes running throughout it um and from everything i've heard it sounds like it's better in the book for from people who okay. Uh, I mean, there's some people who love the book who also love the show, but there's a lot of people who don't yeah. like the book that much that do love the show. Um, yeah. And I, and to be fair, I didn't read the entire series. Like, I think I stopped maybe, like, I, I didn't read a decent amount, like maybe like 20-ish, 20 to 30 issues in, but I don't know, maybe, I, I think that's about halfway through though. So maybe it gets better in the back half because I don't, I don't want to disparage, you know, uh, Garth Ennis, because again, I love his writing, but man, that book just didn't do it for me. But I, I've also heard good things uh, about it, though. It does make me a little upset, though, because I mean, you know, if we ever get a, a sequel where we have uh, multiple Brahms, they're not going to be able to call it the boys. <laughs> Actually, on that subject, Tim, do you know? Do you know what I did this past weekend, or this just oh, this past weekend, just during the week. Um, you rewatch the boy <laughs> on on the stream. No, no, no. When I was streaming to to the the kind viewers at home, the Mail Fuzz TV uh, universe, if we're calling them that. Um, <laughs> we're not, but okay. <laughs> I discovered that I could censor certain words, and oh, no. <laughs> I censored the word Brahms. So anyone who types a comment with the word Brahms in it, it just doesn't appear. <laughs> well then you're probably like not seeing any comments <laughs> <laughs> oh, just because I thought it would be funny uh, someone did point out though that I'll forget that I've done that and then when the boy 2 comes out I'll be wondering why there's no comments on the video like, this is weird no one's commenting on the boy 2 review hey, the, the boy fam is strong we are uh, one solidified voice and we will not be censored the boy That's fam a... i can't believe you just said that <laughs> i can't believe it tim uh so we should probably give a spoiler warning and start working through some of the movie sure. and talk about things we think are interesting because mm-hmm. uh, the movie just you know it starts with um just you know like we, we hear the rocket kind of land and they get up to check it's like 10 years later they've got a kid now 
Um, and, you know, he's normal at first. Because unlike Superman, it doesn't seem like he's ever had powers before. Like, he just kind of mm-hmm. gets them all at once. Well, well, yeah, but it, it was a little weird because it seems like he gets them all at once. But then also there's like the scene where the dad's like, you know, it seems like he's uh, thought something was wrong for years because he's like, he's never bled once, like since he was a baby. True. That's so true. It's kind of like, all right, well, what are well, we you know, I, I, I guess he's been kind of impenetrable his whole life, mm-hmm. but all his, like his flying, his heat vision, all, all you know, the super strength, all that stuff didn't oh, yeah. really mm-hmm. kick in until now. Um, I wait, I wait. But that's to, like a, I'd go. Well, I, I think like a, another problem we have is like, we don't really see him kind of like, you know, getting the realization that he has powers. Like there's a few times that he does stuff, but like, you know, again, since he's just such a kind of like boring blank slate of a character, you don't really see him react or, you know, <clears throat> try to deal with it or go talk to his parents about it. Like, I don't know, I, I feel like we need maybe more of that stuff. Like, maybe have him be excited about it, and maybe he's going to his parents, and then his parents are the ones that are trying to, like, you know, be like, well, no, like, don't, like, you know, you can't do yeah, that kind no, of stuff. Yeah, no, the way it plays it is that the parents don't even really, like, because they, they start to suspect, like, the dad especially starts mm-hmm. to suspect things um, after mm-hmm. a while, but the, it's, <laughs> it's not like Superman where the, his parents know the entire time that he's got these powers. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of just slowly realize it, but not because yeah. he tells them, just because they start to notice things. And and that was actually like a big source of like frustration to me because I, I hate when they do this in movies where it's just like, all right, is this couple just not talking to each other? Because he's doing stuff where like, you know, he's chewing a fork in his mouth and he's like bending it. And, you know, it's like, um, I wouldn't the dad make a bigger deal about that. And wouldn't he bring that up, you know, to his mm-hmm. wife instead of where, you know, you have to have the scene like, you know, a couple of scenes later where you know one suspects and the other's like you're crazy that's our child you're talking about it's like eh, give me a break <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about because um they, they find some uh dirty photos under his mattress right and he's, he's about that age where he's just beginning to that and yeah. you know he <laughs> and the dad's just kind of like oh well this was going to happen eventually and it's just you know some some spank <laughs> material but then they, they keep like <laughs> flipping through the pages and eventually they get to some like like animal mutilation and stuff like that and it's <laughs> like Huh, this is a bit less uh, healthy. But this, this is odd. Um, but and, yeah, the parents are very uh, kink shady. Yeah, they, they get they get they go camping right, and uh, the dad's a hunter, and it's all this stuff, and um, it's very Midwest. Like, cause he, the uncle even buys the kid like a, a rifle for for his so, birthday. He's like twelve. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, here's what I, uh, another thing that's kind of annoying is like he makes such a big deal about like not wanting the gun. Uh, when it's like obvious, you know, that, you know, they're in this Kansas town and it seems like, you know, it it is a place where people hunt and that's kind of an accepted thing. But then like he has such an over the top reaction to like, uh, when, you know, the uncle gets him the gun for a present, he's like, I said no guns that you feel like it would be a plot point later on where he has something against guns, uh, or maybe he has like a past with guns that, he forbids him but then it's just like a couple of scenes later he's in the woods shooting with his son with a gun where it's like all right yeah. well, why do you care about this i guess he just feels strongly about the age of which he will start using guns yeah. i have to imagine yeah. that's how he feels that way yeah i don't know it just seems like such a, a weird reaction that you know he just later like doesn't even you know comment about or anything i, don't I mean I, I don't want 12 year olds <laughs> with guns just for the record <laughs> 
I think it's probably more accepted, like maybe in like you know certain like hunting areas. Sure. Uh, and, and again, like if if you're that against it, why take your son out hunting with you? Like a couple of scenes later. Yeah, I, I guess he just wants to like teach him, like really teach him the the rules and like sort of get, make him respect mm-hmm. the idea of having. I don't know. Um, but anyway, what I want to talk about though is he, he takes him out hunting. They're, they're sort of sitting there and he's just kind of like aiming and waiting mm-hmm. for the deer or, or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, he starts talking. He wants to bring up the subject of, of uh, you know, puberty, and you know, wants to have to talk. Wants to have to talk. It. And oh yeah, because at one point he actually says the line, "It's okay for you to uh, play with it," and he's like, "Play with what? <laughs> you, you know, your penis. You like to play with your penis." <laughs> but anyway, there's another line that really bugged me here, just in the sense where I feel like he's a bit of a, not that he's a bad dad in general, but here he, he's kind of a shitty dad, and he. He's not specific enough about something, and it really bugged me mm. because he's talking about, oh, you're going to like notice girls, uh, you know, on on TV or maybe in your class, and you're going to, mm. and he says the the line, it's okay to give in to your urges sometimes, and I thought, be specific mm. and say you're talking about <laughs> masturbating because it really sounded like yeah. you're just priming him for sexual assault there, <laughs> like it really, oh, yeah. it sounded like you were saying, oh, give in to your urges and just go for it, like no, 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 and I know I get what he means, it just it came off sounding like no, he is twelve. Make this clear. Make it clear what you're saying. It's okay to do. <laughs> yeah, and, and is that when he is that when he says like, "What you mean right now?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, he says, "Yeah, you no, mean right no. now." And what what's kind of weird is like the scene is like kind of played off as like, you know, it's supposed to be funny, which would be fine, except for like, there's no other like humor in the movie. Like mm-hmm. you, you said earlier, like the movie takes itself really seriously, so it's kind of weird. I, I feel like to have just like this one little instance of humor. <laughs> where everything else is like so kind of serious and dour yeah yeah <laughs> like right now uh yeah there's a scene in this where he's like hey you're saying i can masturbate right now and he's like no no not right now <laughs> oh and me standing next to you in private <laughs> so I, I i guess my big question uh in the movie is is are we to believe that like he was you know, a totally normal, fine kid before, and that it's the ship that's making him do this. Yeah, I mean, it. it the, the impression seems to be that the ship awakens. Like, it's maybe it's like he's a sleeper agent who's been sent to like take over yeah. the planet, and the ship's like, oh, kill everyone, and it just makes him evil, and that's it. He's gone. Exactly. But at the same time, it's kind of murky because it does feel like he's going after things that he cares about. Because you know, he has this crush on this girl, so he because mm-hmm. it's this night after he's had this talk where because he's like, oh, it's okay to satisfy your urges, he sneaks into the girl's room because she said one nice yeah. thing to him at one point. Because uh, at this point, I thought, oh, maybe it's going to say something about uh, male entitlement or toxic masculinity or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it never really does. It, but you know, he sneaks into her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she kind of sees him, but he he does like horror movie cliches where he like he, he sort of mm. swoops in and like turns her laptop on and like lets music play from it, and then when she turns around after turning it off, he does it again. So it's very much it's, you know it's the, it's the classic haunted house scene of the, the music playing yeah. on its own. Which like I again, it just felt like like what is the reason for this? Like okay, so if he does like this girl, surely he has to know that like you know he's not doing something that she would like like he's you know specifically like being creepy like i don't know i I guess maybe the movie's trying to say like um i don't know maybe he's more interested in being like a weird creepy killer than he is but like i don't know i I just feel like that's a more boring take where 
he's just doing like the obvious, you know, creepy kid haunted house kind of cliches versus like, yeah, it'd be more interesting if maybe he's actually trying to do good or what he thinks he, he should do, but he's like, you know, messing it up and that's causing him like frustration and confusion. And then, and ultimately this plot like goes nowhere. <laughs> like it, it leads to, uh, uh, you know, the good death scene uh, with his mom. But then like afterwards, it's like, you don't really follow up with, uh, you know, him and that girl. Yeah. Um, there's not really much more to it. And yeah, cause it, his motivation is so murky. Like, cause I mean, it would be easy to say, oh, the ship's just making him do it. But so much of it's mm-hmm. like based and steeped to pin upon, cause he, most of the people he kills, he kind of kills mm-hmm. so that they won't tell anyone about him. Cause it's like, oh, you yeah. can't tell my parents about this. So then he kills mm-hmm. someone. And then, but then after that, doesn't something that matters because he ends up going to kill his parents anyway. By the end of the movie, yeah. so it's it's kind of weird. Um, here's something that bugged me: mm-hmm. is that early on, uh, when he first like falls into where his ship is and his mum's there, and uh, it sets up that the, the ship itself can hurt him. Like the the metal in the mm-hmm. ship can pierce his skin because he gets a cut in his hand. Mm-hmm. And I th- I thought this was really weird. Like obviously, yeah, you set things up and you have Chekhov's mm-hmm. gun and and whatever else for for when you need it, but. It just it felt so in my face like hey here's the one thing that can hurt him this will be important later yeah. that I just I felt like it would have just made more sense to me in this context to just have her discover this in the final like scenes rather than like it be something that the whole movie I'm thinking okay when are you going to remember that the ship can hurt him mm-hmm. like yeah yeah. I, yeah I think it really like uh, a lot of this stuff is just not very subtle <laughs> at all like yeah that's very in your face and then even later on in the movie they make like elizabeth banks character like actually say out loud like wait the ship can hurt him that's it like you know it's like so oh hey we got it the the scene was very obvious earlier you don't have to you know telegraph it that much and i I feel like there's other examples of that too like where like you you see her like finding his notebook where he's like actually drawn his murders <laughs> like yes it's like come on like even like a you know crazy serial killer or whatever probably doesn't have like something just out in the open where he's like mm, here's what i did and here's how i did it <laughs> here's what it looked like it's like it's a little too much <laughs> yeah the first person he really kills is as is, is the girl's mom uh mm-hmm. because he thinks she, she's in the way of their happiness which is weird because he never really tries to go back to the girl after that point at any point that's yeah that's what feels like weird about it is it's yeah. like all right you should probably follow up with it and, but no <laughs> yeah. so a lot of this scenes in the in the trailer so like i knew how it was going to end with him like you know using the heat vision then ripping the door open to get to her in the freezer What's not in the trailer, though, at least not to any great extent, <laughs> is the glass in the eye and the extended <sighs> sequence of her pulling a piece of glass out of her eye, yeah. which Oof. was Oof. really gruesome. And I'm like, oh, this movie's actually pretty gory. Like, I didn't realize yeah. we were going this route. Um, so that was a pretty neat death scene, uh, as was the eventual uncle death, because uh, he's kind of yeah. going after uh, the auntie because she is also the, the guidance counselor at school and mm-hmm. he's not happy that she's going to like give a bad report to the police or whatever about what he did so because uh, because he, he crushed the girl he likes hand uh because yeah. she was slightly mean to him <laughs> mm-hmm. um and to be fair she was slightly mean because she believed that he'd snuck in her house already um yeah as far-fetched as that sounded like she did she was definitely was... scared of him yeah no i mean and she definitely has every right to be but at the same time though like uh, if, if i was her wouldn't you think like it's weird that her first like you know thought is like oh no he's definitely in my room and she lives on the second floor so it'd be like 
you know, it'd be so impossible. You'd think she would probably just, you know, chalk it up to like uh, some weird hallucination or like kind of waking dream or something that she had. But she is like very like adamant, like, no, the yeah. evil is definitely there. It's, it's hard to judge this because what he does is so unbelievable. And she only gets like a quick glimpse of him that like i i buy that she would be scared of him whether or not she goes too far mm-hmm. with um like how much she's convinced that he was there um mm-hmm. it's really hard to decide in in, in the real world context because because yeah. like it's so that that'd be like you know i i saw someone flying past my window and giving me the finger mm-hmm. like i can believe i saw it <laughs> but like it's so silly and ridiculous that i would just probably convince myself mm-hmm. that i must have been imagining it kind of thing yeah <laughs> i was like the bullies in this are weird where it's like you know they're doing that like trust exercise in the gym and like you know so she backs away and, and he falls and like lands on his head with like, a really big thud and like it's funny that the kids just immediately start like making fun of him for it it's like no if that really happened you'd be like oh my god like is this kid alive like <laughs> but the kids are just like instantly like oh what a loser yeah that, almost like, got a concussion that gym teacher had no control over that class i'm just i'm just no. putting that out there right now <laughs> just put that out there uh, at least they're not uh, and he's an orphan and he's an orphan <laughs> I, I will always judge school bullies or uh, compared to halloween for the return of michael myers always <laughs> and he's an orphan and he's an orphan um that said freddy's dead was also uh no, no, i mean that review won't be up until october but let's just say there's a there's a, a similar chant in that uh that that tickled my funny bone um so no so he kills the uncle and he does so because the uncle is kind of like angry at him and he's trying to get him in the car and then he realizes that he's strong because he gets thrown against the the, the wall or whatever, and he, he tries to r- run away by driving away from him. And of course, mm-hmm. being a Superman type character, uh, Brandon just picks up the car from the back uh, mm-hmm. up to a certain height, sort of flies fairly high up, and then drops mm-hmm. it uh, to the ground, car, you know, fr- uh, you know, front of the car first. And mm-hmm. we get this great shot of the uncle's face, like hitting <laughs> the steering wheel. And then yeah. he's alive for a little bit, and his entire jaw is just hanging off of his his oh, yeah. face. It's actually kind of glorious. It's a really it's brutal really death. Good. Yeah. Uh, best scene of the movie. I'll, I'll say it. It's the best scene of the movie. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I like this one because uh, I I could actually look at it. Like the eye scene was great, but I had trouble like looking at it. It's kind of mm. like it was, it was a little too much for me. Uh, but yeah, this was really good. And um, and again, like this is uh, I think what's cool about these movies is you can do like a lot of deaths that are, um, you know, that you don't typically see in horror movies. And like, yeah, I never really had, had you know, seen or thought of this idea of like, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you could just pick up a car and like, you know, just fly up a little bit and, and drop it. And that's like, you know, very brutal, very scary. And like, you're so helpless in the car. Um really great although i did have a question uh too so i forgot about this um so are part of his powers that he can like turn machines on and off uh i don't think so why well because like like uh anytime he's around like uh like machines always start going haywire like you know lights start flickering on and off uh and then i wasn't sure if you know, he he couldn't start his car, and I didn't know if it's because he ramped into it or because, again, if he has some, like, weird powers. But it's, like, you know, every time, like, a death scene's going on, like, you know, people's, like, lights and stuff start, you know, getting on the fritz. Every time the the, the power went out, I just assumed he took the, he, he cut the power. Like, 
by mm. cutting the power. <laughs> I never, uh, I never took that as a power. I took that as him just super speeding to the junction box and just being like, <laughs> uh, maybe I guess. Yeah, I, I never took that as a. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I guess it's because it's not, it's not in Superman's arsenal. I, I just assume that all his That's... powers match Superman. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I figured. Like, it seemed weird that, uh, you know, if uh, that that would be, like, the one thing that's, like, different between him and Superman. But, like, I don't know. It, it happened so often that I was just like, all right, is it just because he's uh, around here or? I wish I there was more inspiration for why he wants to wear a mask and a cape because he doesn't, he's just kind of drawing it at one point And that's just kind of it. He's got this mask and cape, this creepy mask. And I'm like, why not have him, like, grow up watching slasher movies or something? Like, have him, like, idolize serial killers sure, yeah. or something. I don't know. Like, have him make a choice. Like, give him some character trait that leads to this. Yeah, especially since, like, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like, you know, the like, the mask and cape is creepy. But then he's not really, like, hiding, like, anything else about him. And then he even lets people, like, you know, take off the mask and stuff, like, <laughs> multiple times. That Yeah, it seems like, you know, kind of weird the thing that he's into. Yeah. Also, it's like, oh, wait, Brightburn is the name of the town? Like, Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, Brightburn, Kansas. So it's in Kansas, just yeah. like Smallville, just for the record. Yeah, just to keep keep the keep the themes going there. Because um, yeah, uh, obviously we get to the point where the dad like kind of suspects that he's behind a lot of stuff, uh, and you know even discovers some proof. Proof, and he he basically decides to take him out to uh, uh, hunting, <laughs> for, like just a trip the two of them, so he can kill him, mm. and. Obviously, we know how this is going to go, but the dad essentially shoots him in the back of the head with his rifle, and mm-hmm. you know, the kid just kind of like holds the back of his head, like it maybe stung a little bit, and stands <laughs> up, and looks up, and shocked, and he tries to reload and shoot him again, and of course, he just runs, and he has no chance, and he is killed with heat vision to the eyes, <laughs> to the face, um, yeah. <laughs> to to the point where it eventually comes out the back of his head. We see the heat vision like mm-hmm. come right through. Uh, so another fun death. Like all the deaths that are here are actually really good. That that yeah. but this is pretty much them outside of a couple of cops that get killed uh, as Elizabeth Banks is like running around in the final final act. Mm. Yeah, I guess the the only thing he didn't really uh, use was like a you know some type of uh, ice breath. I guess yeah, which uh, it could have been cool, but. Hey, that's one that even Superman movies often just don't bother using because they just it's true. <laughs> it's the goofiest one, I guess, because they don't feel like they, they know how to fit it yeah. in, um, which is fine. Uh, yeah, he, he uses heat vision a lot. He uses super speed and strength a lot, and he's flying obviously. Um, yeah, so obviously at this point, like Elizabeth Banks, who was defending him to a point, then finds proof from from you said the drawings of all the, the murders, <laughs> and is like, oh shit, it's him. Um, yeah. And he also calls her on the phone and basically tells him that he killed the dad. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and he then, of course, comes to get her, but the sheriff and that show up, and the sheriff gets killed by... He basically just flies through the sheriff at super speed. That's all that mm-hmm. happens. Uh, you just see him swoop past, and then you look around the corners, it's like a blood stain like all over the porch. Yes. Uh, so... Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a lot simpler looking, but it's actually a pretty fun idea that he can just swoop through people like that. Um, yeah. um, and then the other cop gets like ragdolled around uh, in the background. It's, uh, this one's probably the least interesting one, but it still, you know, has has some fun to it. Yeah, has some fun. Yeah, to yeah. It. It, it, like a you know, it, it's a it's a it's a good visual, but it's kind of like um, I, th- I think maybe it would have been better if there was like if it was one of like five 
you know cops there and that was just like one of the deaths like whereas like yeah since you do have kind of a small body count you want each one to be a really you know um, interesting unique kind of thing yeah they should have totally done um just, just yeah a few more cops at the end just to give it some more collateral some more mm-hmm. more more gruesome deaths please mm-hmm. uh, so maybe because because some of them are, are, are kind of inventive so it would be funny to do some more inventive kills with them but yeah um she of course realizes uh because i mean i think her running around the house and hiding stuff because uh, we I, I guess we never really get a sense that he has x-ray vision even though that's mm-hmm. obviously one of superman's big powers um but you know you always get the sense that he probably knows where she is and he's just kind of playing you know playing with her a little yeah. bit and you kind of feel like she's kind of hopeless but she does get to the ship she gets off a piece of the the, the, the metal which i guess it's lucky that it's, it's so easy to pull off that like she gets oh, this, sure. this, this this sharp <laughs> bit of metal from the ship but yeah she goes to stab him and she's sort of hugging him saying everything's okay i love you and then he catches her though and her death is that he just flies her up really high into the sky and lets her go um which isn't as obviously fun from a gruesome way i actually quite like the idea of this death i i think it was yeah. filmed incorrectly though because they do the whole thing where it's the shot looking down at her she's falling in slow motion and it's just so generic and there's a shot before this where when he flies up with her it's just this big wide shot from the side and i almost think all they should have done here is let her drop in this wide shot and don't don't cut don't cut to another shot just have this big wide shot of him holding her up in the sky and then just see her body fall no no sound effect no nothing just let just see her fall uh in this wide shot because that'd be really easy to do in cg because it just you know it's quite in the distance yeah Whatever. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm the same. Uh, yeah, it was a little cheesy, mm. um, but I mean, it's not a bad way <laughs> to go. But uh, yeah, it, was, it just didn't look great. It was it was just the execution. It was just the, the cheesy slow motion and all that. Yeah. I think just one stark wide shot with just silence as we see her fall from the sky would have been great. Um, but uh, and then he sees a plane coming, and you're like, "Oh shit, what's going to do with the plane?" He uses the plane to cover his tracks. He makes it look like a plane came out of the sky and landed into the house and killed everyone. And he is now no longer a suspect. Um, and that's basically the end of the movie. It's just him eating a cookie while the, the first responders <laughs> are all like around doing whatever they're doing. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, we skipped over a couple of things. Like, you know, he kills the chickens at one point and the dad thinks it's him. Oh, yeah. and that, you know, there's a couple of little scenes like that we've kind of glossed over. But that, that was the, the main gist of it. Uh, where I had fun knowing the, the credits because uh, Michael Rooker has a cameo at the end here <laughs> where he's like a Fox News style kind of uh, pundit uh, where he's, Alex Jones kind of person yeah yeah Alex Jones that's the guy I'm thinking of um, not that he's on Fox News but you know similar yeah. you know, what is uh, God, what's his thing called like a conspiracy theorist kind of no he's, he's show, his show's got a name that everyone Oh, uh, yeah. No, I can't I remember. Know. Anyway, yeah. it was basically that. But it was Michael Rooker, but he's talking about how oh, there's all these stories, there's like conspiracies, you know, there's, there's this yeah. super-powered being who's killing people, and we hear news of like ships being destroyed and entire buildings and so on and so on. Um, but the fun thing here is that they really play with this, where he's like, oh, and there's also rumors of like a witchy woman with a rope that kills people. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> Is that what evil Wonder Woman? <laughs> and then like, you see like six photos on the on the screen, and one is clearly Aquaman, one's clearly the Flash. 
there's a question mark which i assume is batman because he's so mysterious and then there's one that's probably uh cyborg and what i what i think is really fun about this is it's the exact lineup of the justice league movie there's no green lantern it's the exact justice league movie cast <laughs> uh evil versions of them which i thought was pretty funny yeah. um mm. so that's neat i mean it didn't do very well so we're never going to get a sequel with any of the other characters or anything like that but um yeah it's a nice setup for yeah if you do do a sequel and you want to expand it and like yeah sure why not but yeah and it, it still serves as like just a, a nice little gag to end on at least in this universe it makes sense that the batman wants to kill the superman i definitely so <laughs> like, yeah he's, he's just murdering people yeah take him out he's, he's a problem um no, really neat. Uh, and I was surprised I never played with the idea of him having a weakness. Outside of the ship metal, I guess. But there was never a kryptonite, you know? There was never yeah, something that can do that. But hey-ho. So, as far as the movie as a whole goes, I feel like it's really difficult to recommend wholeheartedly. I think there's some fun kills in it, and it's not a bad watch. It's a very easy watch. Um, and you've got dependable actors, so it's never difficult to get through or anything like that. But at the same time, like the boys just came out, and for for something to explore the idea of a Superman that doesn't have Superman's conscience, uh, that is a much better story for that because it, he's actually scary. He's actually much scarier than the character in this because he's scary mm. in kind of like a, a charming way, where you know that if mm. you piss him off, he might murder you. He might murder thousands of people if you piss him off. Um, yeah. Whereas this is just a bit more like generic <laughs> horror movie, um, mm-hmm. which is a fun premise, and it it is this it's fun at parts to watch and it's definitely easy mm-hmm. to watch the whole time but it never really uh goes beyond that or really says anything about anything it's just you know i think after i saw the trailer I says well that was a really funny idea for a trailer but is it going to justify the whole movie and mm-hmm. my answer is kind of and the, the movie <laughs> wasn't like i say a bad watch but at the same time like yeah this could have been a 10 minute short where you just cut the uh, the various big scenes together and that could have been the whole thing and i'd have gotten the same amount of like chuckles out of it essentially sure yeah no i mean i'm, I'm pretty much on the same page like uh you know it's fine you know it's a good one-time watch uh it probably won't really feel much of a need to you know revisit um at least not for you know a good while um and yeah it's a i guess if anything maybe it's a little bit of a shame that it kind of squanders uh you know what it could have been like a really cool unique interesting uh you know idea and you know, kind of just goes maybe like the easy route where you know there's just not much uh much depth to it unfortunately but i mean it, maybe that sounds like too negative but <laughs> i guess you know again uh you know from the trailer and the premise and you know from like in comic books and horror movies and stuff I, you know i think i maybe had a little more hope for this than uh what we eventually got uh, yeah. you know it's better than having something that just you know is completely bad but it's a uh, it's a shame that yeah, it wasn't as good. Yeah, it's worth mentioning. Obviously, we have Banks in this and Michael Rooker getting a cameo. They were both in Slither, uh, which James Gunn did, because mm-hmm. James Gunn produced this, and his brothers Brian and Mark Gunn. Uh, I'm oh, assuming yeah. they're his brothers. Like, I didn't actually I so, check, yeah. but um, <laughs> yeah. they 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 co-wrote this, and mm-hmm. so clearly there's some like, hey, like obviously he's friends or has a working relationship with a couple of these actors, and that's why they ended yeah. up in the movie kind of thing. Um, For- so yeah, you know, like it, it could have been better, but it's it also could have been much worse, uh, and I think we've definitely, definitely. seen examples of that. So mm. you know, I, I can't be super uh, positive about it, but I can't really like completely tear it apart either. Uh, yeah. Ultimately, so um, yeah, it's okay. So I guess for rating it, Timmy, what you uh, you giving it out of ten? 
this might seem a bit low, but I think we're going to give it a 5.5. Uh, you know, because it's, uh, it, I, I do think it, you know, is a, you know, a little bit above the halfway mark, but um, still not enough to, you know, for me to really, really be too enthusiastic about it. I, I think maybe if there were at least maybe a few more kind of inventive kills like that, it could have bumped it up a little bit at least. Uh, yeah, like I think you kind of mentioned, like, yeah, if you, you know, keep it at that surface level, but at least have like more of a higher body count, then at least it can be a little bit more fun and exciting. And, you know, that that might be enough to kind of amp you up. But yeah, as is, uh, I'm just going to go for 5.5. Yeah, it's tough because I'm I'm kind of in a similar logic uh, where it's at least a five point five, but it is kind of tempting to stretch it to the six because mm. it is an easy watch. Like I can't say like I was never yeah. like annoyed. I was never like my patience was never being tested. Um, I just wish it had more yeah. going for it. it. Had more more in it. Yeah, um, I'm thinking like and from like a you know a horror and a gore standpoint, the kills are really good. <laughs> like yeah, you know it's it's just that there's you know what, like three or four of them. <laughs> mm. uh, so I'm going to agree with the 5.5, but if, if we did like, because we, you know, we, we do half points uh, so we can mm. be a bit more specific. If we did like full the like, 10 point decimal system, I'd probably be like oh. a 5.9 or something like that. That's probably where I'd go with it, but I don't want to run sure. it up to the six. Yeah. I don't want to go with yeah. the six. So 5.5 <laughs> 5. Uh, is where yeah. I'm landing as well. So uh, there you go. Uh, so that is uh that is bright burn. Uh, another notable release from this year finally covered so uh cross it off the list um but that does bring an end to to the discussion for the movie and essentially the review i just got a couple of things to throw your way and tell you about uh before we go uh, of course let us know what you think of the movie in the comments and all that jazz and uh, like and subscribe but you can of course send us questions uh, both on our twitter account which is at screams midnight so go follow us over there or you can send us questions via email mftvquestions at gmail.com and if you do that you can send us a nice big long question and we'll pick some probably throughout the month of october for the octoberthon episodes and ask, answer a few questions on those um so feel free to send questions there it can be about past movies we've talked about, it can be movies you know, you know we're going to be talking about soon, or it can be uh, just general horror questions um, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So go and have a look for that. And I should probably start um, preparing you as well, because one of the things that's happening right now as this episode's get, getting recording going up is that people are sending in their top 50 movies of all time uh, to, mm. to to that same email address that I just gave you. So if you want to get involved in that, you can check out uh, my top 100 videos that I've been putting up on YouTube and get more details mm. about that. But I think the plan for October is that it makes a lot of sense to do a horror movie version of that uh, where people send mm. in their favourite horror movie lists. So I won't give you the exact rules yet. Just pay attention on the YouTube and the mm. Twitter for, for details. Um, but the idea is that people will send in their top 50 lists of horror movies and there'll be a results show at the end of the month where we read through um, what the the top 100 horror movies as voted for uh, by our by our our audiences. So uh, oh, okay. you can look forward to that. And there will be a countdown with me and Tim. We've not actually decided what it is yet because uh, we do them every October. But um, I've I've got ideas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've got. Ideas. Yeah. It, like if you want our personal like lists, uh, you know that should be back in the feed somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah we, we did those at some point. Yeah, we did our top 100 yeah. horror movies uh, for Octoberthon 2017, so you mm -hmm. can go check out those. We did top 50 horror movies of the 80s last year for Octoberthon. Oh, okay. 
Um, or it was actually right after the October thon because we didn't have time because uh, Tim mm. was getting married uh, <laughs> last year. But uh, so look forward to that. Uh, otherwise, I mentioned earlier, but go to Patreon, patreon.com slash TV where you can support us for as little as $1 per month. And for that $1, you get a bonus episode, an exclusive episode uh, of Streams After Midnight once per month. The most recent one, of course, was Beyond the Seventh Door, which was a exploitation <laughs> film, although you would never know it from the uh, the accents in it because we have Yugoslavian accents and all sorts. Uh, so you could check out that for $1. And that was like, the sixth bonus episode. So if you sign up now, you've actually got six bonus episodes to uh, to work through should you wish uh mm. so so you can go to that and you'll get a four in october and you're getting four in october for the october thon mm. you get like 20 something regular episodes plus four <laughs> bonus episodes so mm-hmm. super exciting uh so and also the five dollar tier you get to vote in movies every month uh, and so on and so on so uh, go check all that out and otherwise check out other stuff we do um uh, check out the sci-fi movie podcast called the ace the atomic cinema experiment which i do with tara and check out all the tv reviews that me and connor do and everything else but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time Thank <laughs> you.